draft day. It's draft week. Finally, dude, we made it. This is what we're here for. God damn it, I can't wait. The most stressful time of the year. Ugh. I wish the season was over already. I feel like I've been playing fantasy football for nine straight months already. Because we basically have. Because we've just been doing this dumbass podcast, <laughs> getting drunk in my house every week for whatever reason, and just looking at, you know, fantasy news. Are you still having fun, though, or is this, has this become a job? Nah, dude, it's still a blast. Yeah. I think it's still fun. Yeah. Wait, ask me December when when it's like we're all the way through fantasy season. We have, each of us have five leagues, three dynasty leagues. We're yes. doing this every week and rankings and watching football. Maybe then I'll be pissed yeah, off. Started dude. a podcast, <laughs> two, joined two dynasty leagues. Yeah. We're having a gay old time over here. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Watching anyway. college now. Yes. God. Fully invested. Finally started. All right. Are you assholes done talking? Yeah. Thank you. What is up, everyone? Brady, D, and Frank all in the house today. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to Around the Cooler, the fantasy football podcast. Here at Around the Cooler, we pride ourselves in giving you top-notch fantasy football insight that can help you win your league, hopefully with some laughs along the way. We acknowledge you probably have multiple options when it comes to fantasy football podcasts, so if you stumble across us, well... You're probably lost. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, But don't worry, guys. We are here, like I said, to help you win your league. And we got you covered. Today's exciting. A little bit of a different approach, right? Yeah. Going to be doing a 2023 fantasy football crash course is what we like to call it here. And this episode, it's, it's for the first timer. It's for that player that just has given zero fucks about fantasy football all year, and now you're panicking because your draft is around the corner. You have no clue what happened this offseason. Right. And this is for the guy or girl probably wondering when to draft Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> or have, or they have Zeke penciled in already into their lineup <laughs> as a first-round pick. If this is you, then thank goodness you are here today with us. Uh, we can help you steer the ship in the right direction. But before we get started with our episode today, let's crack them. All right. So our crack them segment is basically we crack them to whatever we want on the show. I mean, some days it's uh, fantasy football related. Some days it's Kobe Bryant related. Some days it's Shohei Otani related. Mm. But essentially what we do is we crack beers and we drink them on this episode. And yeah. that's what crack them's for. Yes. So what Absolutely. are we going to crack them to? So today... We're cracking them because we made it to 20 episodes. Yes. Nobody said we could do it. <laughs> our friends gave us six, you know. Middle fingers everywhere if you're yeah. watching on YouTube. This is uh, <laughs> our official 21st episode, so we're all super pumped here. And we're also cracking them to the best time of the year. It draft is season. draft season. I feel like we've already done drafts for a few leagues, but like I think the big one is our redraft. So we're all like, that's, that's the league. I feel like the home leagues are coming. Yeah. Like the leagues, the the leagues that you got started in the leagues that you've been playing in forever. For our listeners, we have a home league that's now probably 15 years old. If you count all the terrible years that the growing pains, like the pre-Super Bowl years, Yeah, the pre-Super Bowl years. (laughs) (laughs) So let's crack them boys. Yeah. Let's crack them. Let's crack them. Tis the the season. season, baby. So good. Yes. 
All right. This is the Around the Cooler 2023 Fantasy Football Crash Course episode. So we actually had one of our listeners reach out to us asking for more of a crash course on what to know and how to prepare for this season. He didn't really have much time to prep and just wanted the down and dirty so he can still be competitive in his league. And I actually thought it was a pretty good idea. So we kind of ran with it a bit. We opened up our mailbag again and we gathered a bunch of questions that you wanted answered before draft day. So uh, let me get you started. Dude. Let's go, bro. So first question. So my draft is this weekend and I'm thinking, how can I get ready to dominate in just a few days? Well, I can answer that for you. You can't. You screwed up, you lazy bum. Because every league is going to have a guy like me that's been prepping all year, and there's nothing you can do to outdraft me. Yeah. Uh, that's the honest if answer. If only that was the truth, <laughs> yeah. dude. If but only. in reality, there are a few things that you can do. Uh, one of the first things I would say is mock, mock, and mock some more. Whatever platform you guys are going to use for your drafts, they most likely have an ability to do mock drafts where you can just do a draft by yourself. It typically takes three to five minutes. And that's what you should do. Do all these mock drafts, draft from all the different positions so you could figure out which players are going when. You could figure out how you like to build your rosters. Do you feel like you want to draft receivers first? Do you like it when you draft running backs first? It's just a good way to get comfortable. So when draft day finally comes around, you actually look like you know what you're doing. Another big thing is you need to figure out what your league rules are. Is it a PPR league? Is it a half-point PPR league? Is it a standard league? Is it one quarterbacks, two quarterbacks, three quarterbacks, no quarterbacks? Like All those things matter <laughs> because that determines which players are going to be most important for your team or not. Um, another thing, and I'm one of the few that do this because I'm old school, I still print out rankings. So go to ESPN, go to Fantasy Pros, go to Sleeper. And print out the top 300 rankings because it's going to list the, the number one player all the way down to the very worst player. And I bring that to my draft. And as people get drafted, I just start crossing names out. Or if there's guys that I like, I highlight them. Because sometimes it's easier to just look at your piece of paper than scrolling through your phone or through the computer. And don't be afraid to utilize all the resources. If you're here, welcome. You're actually using what I think is a really good resource. You know, you could listen to our pod podcasts. There's but hundreds more podcasts that you can listen to. A lot of them apps are just constantly pumping you with information nowadays. So if you have Sleeper or ESPN, they're going to update you every time a player sneezes. So you're going to know whether Josh Jacobs woke up on the right side of the bed in the morning and if he's feeling sore or not. Like it's going to just fill you with loads of information. There's tons of articles you can read. There Sleeper articles, breakouts, busts, tons of information that you can get from us, but you could also get them from other people. 24-7. And uh, I think if you just do all of that, you could probably come in second. <laughs> like I mean, it, dude. at the end of the day, fantasy is 80% luck. It really is. You know? Like, it is. Daniel, I've seen... I mean, we've we've all put together teams in this room that have just absolutely shit the bed, but on draft day, looked like they were the best things since sliced bread. So, along with being prepared... Are you specifically looking at me the whole time you said yes. that? Because <laughs> you are... The definition of mediocrity. I'm the Atlanta Braves, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes it just takes a little luck. But also, D's right. Just get yourself educated and do a few mocks. I mean, just mock in the front, in the middle, and in the back. Yeah. And then that'll give you at least an idea of what's happening in the first few rounds because that's where you don't want to lose your league. 
And sometimes you could figure out what your draft position is ahead of time. If that's the case, then just right. keep mocking from that draft spot. And that way you could figure out like, okay, this player's going to be here. That player's not going to be here. Wait, I shouldn't draft a quarterback this early because it seems like this quarterback keeps falling to the back. Right. Yep, yeah. I agree. I'm not going to belabor your guys' points. Um, those that are first-time listeners, we also highlighted some strategies last episode, episode 20, I believe. So if you guys wanted to check that out, uh, otherwise, we'll just keep moving along here. Next question. Who do I pick first? Last year, I had the top pick, and I took Jonathan Taylor. Do I take him there again? <laughs> Sorry, Abs- there's something in my throat. Absolutely. Uh, not. Take, <laughs> take him again. I dare you. Oh, yeah, man. I'll tackle this one, boys. So this, to me, depends on what you value most. But to narrow it down more specifically, it should be, theoretically, a wide receiver or a running back. If it's a wide out, no doubt you're going to be taking Justin Jefferson wide out from the Minnesota Vikings. If it's a back, you have options in Austin Eckler or Christian McCaffrey. And if you have huge balls, maybe the rookie sensation, Bijan Robinson. But that's only if you have huge balls. If you have bigger balls, (laughs) (laughs) take a quarterback, but only take one. And his name is Patty Mahomes because he is the epitome of consistent fantasy production. Any one of these guys, you can't really go wrong because the production is going to be there. And when you're drafting in the first, we all know you cannot afford to miss on that pick. I don't think I've ever seen him taken in the first. Whom? Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I see in mocks, I always see him go at the end of first, but I think people do that just to understand what happens if they did, hmm. you know? So nobody, think, has, nobody th- has balls that big. I think if you the, do, your brain's really small. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say, I think the average fantasy football player might be tempted to do that. Not someone like us. You know, we obviously know to wait on a quarterback, but I mean, I don't put it past our friend Redbeard to do something like that. You know what? <laughs> You're right. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't even corrected. put it past you to do it, dude. I've done it. I dropped <laughs> a quarterback in the first round. Because in our quote-unquote girls league, Jordan took Patrick Mahomes in the first round. Whoa. And you know, you could argue that from our standpoint as veterans, that may not be the right play. But I'm not going to tell her that it's wrong. Yeah. I you mean, know what she, I mean? I think she got third. But she lucked out because she followed that up with Justin Jefferson in the second round. That's No, she didn't. That league isn't Miranda got Justin no, Jefferson no, like second overall. Last year. Ah, last year. Last oh. year. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say th- Justin Jefferson second, the second this round? year. No, no. Yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, last, last year. year. That makes more sense. Interesting. Yeah. That's still, that's that's the girls league though. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Invalid. <laughs> Who'd they take, for, like who went first overall? Tom Brady? This year? <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Jimmy Tyree Garoppolo Kill. in the first round? Love to hear it. And to round that out, yeah, I dare you to take Jonathan Taylor in the first round. Mm-hmm. I dare you. We'll see. Yeah, Someone might. Without saying that too much, because falling, we are going to talk about him in the next question. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of next question, let's move right along again, guys. So who are some guys that I should avoid taking in the first round? See previous question. <laughs> and yeah, see I'm pre- going gonna, gonna to take this one. See previous question. Jonathan Taylor. This yep. is my avoid in the first round. Okay. So... From the start of when when we started doing rankings, he has literally tumbled down the draft board because of the whole contract situation and the Jim Irsay problem. So he's not happy. The management isn't happy. Avoid Justin Ta- or Jonathan Taylor at all costs. He's not least. healthy, apparently. He's, I mean, I also think that has to do with the contract thing. 
he's not healthy, so he's not going to come in because he wants a new contract. Is he pulling a Kadarius Tony where I he bet just you, wasn't healthy for the, I bet for you the they, Giants? Exactly. I bet you if they pay him, oh, my God, he looks great, and he's in camp all of a sudden. You know Is what it, I'm saying? Have you guys seen Josh Jacobs, side note? Nope. Mm-mm. He no. kind of looks like a fullback. Oh, dude, did he, he come might, in? He might be on the James Harden plan. I love that. <laughs> I the like Chiefs, the Eddie Lacy plan. Yeah. The Eddie Lacy yeah. running back the Eddie Lacy plan. plan. Like, Eddie Lacy, yeah. baby. Like, is your neck always that thick, Josh? Oh, Jesus Christ. My God. But, you, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's mine. Avoid at all costs in the first round. What about you, D? I'm going to go with Derrick Henry, and this one might bite me in the ass because I feel like I've been saying Derrick Henry for the last two to three years, and all he does is just make me shut the fuck up, and he just produces over and over and over again. But... Mm-hmm. He's going to be 30 this year. The cliff is here, boys. The cliff's here. It's, it's not happening. even just the cliff. I think, honestly feel like it's the team around him. Tajay Spears. And Tajay Spears. Thank you very much. The, he find, the uh, team drafted a very good running back behind him. Yep. Like the heir apparent has showed up. The kid has balled out in training camp. Tajay Spears, if you do not listen to me and you draft Eric Henry in the first round, make sure you grab Tajay Spears in the later rounds. He is a great handcuff if the cliff is here or if derrick henry gets hurt again this kid will instantly get thrust into borderline rb1 high-end rb2 territory if he's on your waiver wire he will be the guy you drop all of your fab on i'm telling you right now but why do i think derrick henry is not going to be a good pick in the first round he's old as balls he's coming up on 30 years old his team is not very good the Titans have been making the playoffs consistently for the last few years, minus last year. Last year, as a team, the wheels started to come off. Yeah. They typically love to play really good defense and just constantly hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, and they keep their leads. That is something they were not doing last year. They were banged up. The O-line was terrible. They were trailing, and they had a hard time just feeding him the ball when you're losing by X amount of points. You can't just continuously run the ball to Derrick Henry. I don't think this team's going to be very good again. Ryan Tannehill is still there. The offensive line is still ass. Derrick Henry's getting older, and he's got a prominent running back behind him. I'm staying away from him. I agree. And to kind of piggyback on you, stay away from anyone whose name starts with a D in the first round. (laughs) God damn it, dude. (laughs) Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams. Those are the two main headliners, of course, that are most likely going to be drafted in the first round. Uh, But let's go down the list here. Damian Pierce, Drake London, Devonta Smith, DK Metcalf. All talented players, but hold value much later in the draft. So stay away from those guys at all costs in the first round, and you'll be just fine. But if Derrick Henry slides to the second round, and I got like the two, like the two two, I might have to grab him. Yeah, the question was first round, guys. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. agree. You can't go wrong with Derrick Henry in in the uh, second round. All I agree. right. So anyone that starts with a D, Derrick Henry and yep. JT. Yep. Moving along. Can I take a quarterback in the first round? They score the most points, right? And play the most difficult position in sports, right? Well, I'm going to ignore that's that latter j- question. That's a jab at you, bro. <laughs> I'm going to ignore the latter question. Oh, my God. Because I've addressed this in previous episodes. Um, but, yeah, you can take a quarterback in the first round. You can bang your cousin. Sure. But is it frowned upon? Yes. <laughs> highly. Very highly. And that's the thought process I have with drafting a quarterback in the first round. We touched on it a little bit with Patty Mahomes. He's probably the only one. I could validate taking in the first round. But, but other frown- than that. But it's frowned upon. Yeah, it's frowned upon. You're going to get shit talked on you. But, hey, if I have Patty Mahomes and he puts up all season like we expect him to do you gotta, you're and leads me to a ship. Yeah. You already know your chances with Patty Mahomes on your team are dramatically improved to make the playoffs right. than without him. So, But he should be the only one, like I said. 
And I think to build off of this, why you don't see a lot of quarterbacks go very, very early is because majority of the quarterbacks score a lot of points. There's not a big difference between quarterback five and quarterback 15 when it comes to total points at the end of the year. Most of the time, they're maybe 20, 30 points apart. Now, you do have what we call the big three, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and they they do tend to be a tier above them, but the fact of the matter is there's three of them that that can do that. There's going to be better value in those first rounds if you draft an elite wide receiver, an elite running back, because from a value standpoint, like a Christian McCaffrey or an Austin Eckler tend to be more valuable for your team than drafting a Patrick Mahomes. Yep. You can get that guy in the second round. Yep, 100%. So I think the only time when you can actually do the whole quarterback um, in the first round, which it goes back to your point, D, look at your points. So if you're getting six points per touchdown pass, then you can think about taking quarterbacks in the first because it's completely different than a four points, which is what ours is. Yes, that's a great point. That's just something to note. But again, I agree with you guys. Um, I'm not so sure. So the difference between the fifth-ranked quarterback last year and the 15th-ranked quarterback was almost 97 points, which is a lot. That is a lot. I was spitballing. I see what you mean. I mean, I agree with you. Like, If you don't get those top three, I think you fade those quarterbacks hard. 100%. So who was 15? Tua. Hmm. Mm, he was on track, though, for more than that. Yeah. Or higher ranking, I should say. Right. But I digress. But Lamar Jackson, Russell so Wilson, So if, I had, if I had to pivot that, I mean, where was Geno drafted? Geno was five. Ended the fifth best quarterback. Drafted. Sometimes undrafted. undrafted. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you could wait, you could you could roll the dice and land right. the fifth best quarter, fifth best quarterback and not, not even have to draft him on your team. Or you could use a first round pick on a quarterback. Yep. The choice is yours, but here we would say wait on those QBs. Yeah. And the bang your cousin, be- take a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Next question. It seems like the wide receivers are ranked much higher than the running backs this year. I have always been taught to take a running back first because of the value they bring. Are the running backs losing fantasy relevance because all they do is complain and ask for more money? <laughs> Which ones are still worth grabbing? So are we talking we're talking first round, right? Yes. Right. So the backs that are always that are still most valuable are your three down backs that you see. So those guys are Bijan Robinson, the new guy that's coming out, is expected to be a three down back. We don't know for certain. For certain, Josh Jacobs, who just resigned, who looks like Eddie Lacy in camp currently, apparently. <laughs> um, Austin Eckler to a degree, depending on the week, and then Christian McCaffrey when healthy. That's it. Anybody else? D? Am I missing anybody? I think that's it. Right. That, I mean, yeah. That those are the those are the the big ones. Yeah, those of the big ones. That yeah. the potential first. There's rounders, a couple like know? we kind of have to see the season play out. Exactly. And so, if those guys are there, you for sure take them because you have to in the in the first round. And chances are, if you're not if you're in the middle rounds and you land one of those guys, I'd say you're probably pretty lucky. With yeah. the exception of Josh uh, Jacobs, you could probably wait to get him to the end of the first. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. And you're saying middle of the first. Right. Okay. Right. You said so middle rounds because like, in the mm-hmm. first well. In the front of the de- the front of the draft, you know Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey. That's where you're expecting those guys to go. Bijan Robinson, if you got big balls first overall. Mm-hmm. But if you're not so lucky and you're in the middle of the round, I'd say this is probably the year that you do reach and ca- try to get a receiver instead of one of these guys that might not be there. So, so why do you feel that way? Because the game's changed. The game of football has changed, and passing has become the 
teams are passing from first to third down, you know, and they're throwing it to running backs and they're throwing it to the receivers. And not only that, but we have elite receivers right now, such as like Justin Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, all those guys produce a lot more than what you would probably reach for if these other guys are not there. I guess bottom line is they are outscoring these running backs. Yes. Yeah. Greatly. If you're just talking points here. There's a reason why Justin Jefferson. But again, is look at your league one. and make sure it's because we're, we're we're always talking about from a PPR perspective, right? If these if this is standard, you should and you're living in the in the fifties. Yes, I was gonna say. I yeah. think the way the the <laughs> fantasy world is now is everything's PPR now. I believe for the most at part, at least half PPR. Point. I I think calling a standard league, which is now a non PPR league, it you can't call that the standard. Anymore. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Um. I did a little bit of research into this regarding the wide receiver and running back debate in terms of overall production projected for this year. I think Nick Chubb is projected the fifth most points out of the running back position, and that equates to the 15th wide receiver. So the 15th wide receiver will is projected to score the same amount of points as Nick Chubb. Yep. So hell. that just tells you how valuable wide receivers are becoming. Uh, and it also goes back. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, you're there. good, man. It also goes back to what are your league rules? What is yes. your format? We're Agreed. seeing a lot more three wide receiver teams now, and a lot of the times too, like most leagues, you're gonna have to play two running backs. Yep. So except for this new league you're in, right? Yeah, my work league I think is actually very innovative. One quarterback, one running back, two re- uh, three receivers, two flexes. Yeah. And how many course, ki- how many kickers? Fifteen kickers, seven defenses. <laughs> okay. I love it. But I, I think love it's it. really interesting, you know, like innovative new different lineup. Totally. Yeah. Nice. And this also just crossed my mind to go back to the previous question. If you're in a two quarterback league or a super flex, take a goddamn quarterback first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um agreed. But it does seem like there's a changing of the guard here a little bit. I think the wide receivers are becoming more prominent. Brady, that's a great stat that you brought up for all of our listeners. Because here I'm looking at Nick Chubb at the bottom of at the end of the first round, but to think though, from a point standpoint, he's averaging out what as the 15th best wide receiver. I might continue just to go wide receiver heavy. Yep. And then grab those running backs in the later round. Yep. Which kind of brings us to well, our next question. Well, before we move on to the next question, there's also this like concept of like think about almost like a wins above replacement in fantasy that that stat from baseball that you look at in fantasy. So if you remove the running back, like a star running back from a from a team, how is it more likely that they can replace that player with like a young guy in the wings that they just drafted out of college as opposed to a number one receiver going down? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, well, that's a, also why they're not making any money. Exactly. The answer is they could, they're very replaceable. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm just saying, it seems like running backs are a dime a dozen these days, which are, you know, and a number one receiver like Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson are not. Yeah. So, yep. In closing, if you are going, if you're still wondering which running backs are worth grabbing, it's those three down backs. Yes. yes. Three down backs. So Bijan, Jacobs, Eckler, CMC, Mixon. I think I was we, gonna say I Mixon. I think we forgot Mixon there. Because Perrine is not there anymore. Yeah. So the three down backs are the ones that hold value, which is also another reason why the running back room is getting so sketchy, is because so many teams are using two, three back right. sets. Mm-hmm. So they're money balling it, dude. Your guy may be your guy it. may be the starter on the depth chart, but if he gets off the field on third down and the other guy comes in for pass catching, don't forget everyone's yeah. playing PPR now. Those exactly. are points. Those are points you're not getting. Yeah. So, 
All right, guys. This conversation is actually translating nice into our next question. Oh. How do I incorporate the zero running back strategy? Frank, what is the zero running back so strategy? The zero running back strategy is is basically discussing what or doing what we just discussed, which is you wait if you can't get one of those three down running or those every day those three down running backs, you fade that running back position till the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and you load up on elite pass catchers. So I ideally you land a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and you pair them with Devonta Smith, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson in the second. And then, in my opinion, I think it's imperative that you land a big three quarterback, which is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Jalen Hurts. And then kind of build out your team from there. So, You know what's going to happen in our home league is everyone's going to draft receivers, and then the three of us are going to have 15 running backs each, dude. And we're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we're boned. And then it's like that. The podcast is over because we want to win more than anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, but the uh, to fall to, you know, continue this conversation, you just wait till those later rounds to draft more value based running backs. Like this year you got Rashad White, you got um David Montgomery, you have uh Khalil Herbert. You could find a Kamara in those later um, rounds. Kamara, I mean you're gonna so. deal with a suspension. Yeah. But he's there. Yeah, I agree, man. I think I've been saying this for a while now for the off season. I'm I don't care who knows it, dude. I'm going wide receiver heavy this year in yeah. the first few rounds. Because I fucking tell everybody that. Because the proof is in the pudding. Like you said, Frank, this is the way the league is trending, and I want those points, dude. So I'm not going to wait around pick. and watch them just fly off the board. First overall pick, you taking Justin? 100%. Fuck yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and like another point, I feel like that the zero running back strategy, like you know that running backs are going to produce at a high floor. But with these elite receivers, you're basically drafting from upside from – Round one. So, do you t take Chase second? Because a lot, I consider it, man. A lot of I apps consider it. have Chase second. So I consider it, and I, but I'm also a, a bit of a traditionalist that I still like having that that strong three down back. That yeah, Christian I McCaffrey, that Austin Eckler. I don't think I could take Ch Chase second overall. I think Justin Jefferson is the only one you probably take that high, and then you probably still take those running backs. And we also touched on this too, Saturday on the drive up to L.A. Like he. Like, he may have peaked, dude. Like, there's Jefferson? a strong chance he's going to regress based off off those numbers. With the addition of Jordan Addison, the Vikings went from playing, what, a non-playoff team schedule. They were the worst playoff team we've ever seen. Oh, and that's now, true. And now they got to put the big boy pants on and play all the division winners. Like, and Kirk Cousins on a contract. There's here. a good damn chance that that team does not make the playoffs again. Right. I mean, but, and it's it'd be interesting. I don't have the numbers off offhand but like how often do receivers repeat like that you know yeah i think I, the only the first one that comes to mind is cooper cup cooper and cup. he didn't even do it he was just on pace to do it calvin johnson maybe calvin antonio brown i feel like did it antonio a few times. brown a few times because he was getting drafted high as high as four yeah he was first overall i think one or two seasons in a row that's true but yeah just to circle back really guys i feel like with the zero running back strategy that's like the new strat everyone will be following right i feel like it changes every few years and there's always somebody coming out with a new strategy and being like this is the way to go don't be afraid to zag when everyone else is dude 100 i think frank alluded to that on mm -hmm. our last episode right which yep. is why frank's gonna draft nothing but running backs because he's gonna look at the board and be like god damn it everyone's listening <laughs> and now i'm not making playoffs yep. yeah and one of my favorite strategies has to do with this next question Regarding elite tight ends, I love myself an elite tight end. I think there's obviously the one that we know of, maybe a 1A that's yet to be seen, 
Uh, but the rankings, we'll get the question here, guys. The rankings say I should take Travis Kelsey in the first round, a tight end in the first round. Is that a bad move? I'll take this one because I literally had my coworker call me and ask me this question before his draft. So shout out to Squishy because I know you're listening. Um, is it a bad move? It's not a bad move if we're talking about Travis Kelsey. He has owned the tight end position for close to a decade. And he honestly looks like he has no plans of stopping. And he gives you what Brady kind of alluded to, the elite tight end advantage. So what is that? It's when your tight end is so goddamn good, (laughs) his average points per game is closer to what you find in an upper tier wide receiver versus a normal tight end. Mm -hmm. If you're lucky, most tight ends are going to average 10 points a game in a PPR format. Where Kelsey averages closer to 16 to 17 points a game. That's a six-point advantage every single week. It's basically like you're drafting another receiver to play tight end for you. And last year, he was actually so dominant, he actually scored 100 more fantasy points than the next best tight end, who was TJ Hawkinson. That's so, crazy. <laughs> That's yeah, wild. I'd say if you're going to take a tight end in the first, it has there's to be him. One. Yeah, there's only one. And then... Yeah, I was the next best tight end. I I kind of probably generously labeled him as one A. Is Mark Andrews isn't really going until like the third, maybe early fourth. Right. Correct. So that tells you what a difference maker Travis Kelsey is. Right. And yeah. I, I think t- Mark Andrews, who's been very good. Yeah. But I think he's being a little inflated by the fact that he's the last person to outscore Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. He's his best year was Travis Kelsey's floor. Basically, yes, you know, yes. Well, he 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 uh, finished on top of him, right? Two years ago, right, or something. But like that? not by much. I think two or three. It wasn't yeah. by much. Yeah, it was. The, he's only finished above him once. I, I mean, that's two like years you, ago. Kind of like you just mentioned, though, Frank. That's pretty much an outlier, dude. That's what Travis Kelsey does on a yearly <laughs> yeah. basis. Yeah, it's. Pretty and if insane. you just slot Travis Kelsey in in comparison to the receivers, he slots him as the fifth best receiver, if you will, right above uh, CD Lamb for total points at the end of the season, which is insane. That is proud. It that is. is that it is. is. And so he's getting better. Just, yeah. to, just to play devil's advocate here, like so, he does provide that six point advantage than every other team that you are going up against from the tight end position. But if you don't have Travis Kelsey, you only essentially have to worry about one other team with that advantage. So, who's that? The team with Travis Kelsey. If you're not able to get in. Oh, got you. Got you see you. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You yeah. just hope that guy doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and that'll probably be me, dude. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys, moving along. Are there any injured, suspended players that I should oh, avoid? Yes. Here on ATC, the good favorite, Jameson Gamblin Williams. I disagree with that, but I'll let you finish. Yeah, we just avoid him. He's suspended for gambling, and he got he got a he pulled a hamstring in preseason, and so yeah, he's just gonna avoid him. Him. So he's got a hammy. He suspended the first six games. You should not be drafting this guy. He was suspended. What was he? Oh no, no, he, he was, was hurt. He recovering, was hurt, from yeah, recovering from an ACL from an ACL last year. So I'm a I'm a Jamison Williams for listeners who are are new. I'm a Jamison Williams dynasty owner in both our dynasty leagues now, because <laughs> I love me some Jamo. Mm-hmm. The dude is uber talented, and yes, this suspension isn't doing himself any favors. His hamstring injury isn't doing himself any favors. But if you were to ask me, I'd be okay with risking, I don't know, maybe a later round pick 
on a Jameson Williams and I, wait it I, out? No. I feel like you could no. just let him Absolutely sit not. there and he'd be there. He's going to be when there. When he's not when? suspended. When? Middle of the year. Yeah, grab him. He's going to be on the waiver. You guys think he's going to be on the waiver wire? You yes. think he's not? You you are guys ta- think he's not going to get drafted? Okay, are we taking? Are we talking redraft? Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. All right. Why the hell would you draft this Why guy? Why would you draft him? Because it's six games. It's not 18. S- dude, but it's not. It's Six a, games? This isn't DeAndre That's Hopkins. almost half of your season. I'm yeah. saying you for, can stash him on the bench. For if you what? have a solid team. Bro, What's, that guy. What has he done, what? dude? What has he done? <laughs> he hasn't done anything. One exactly. So, but how many, times, how many times have we talked about upside and value on this podcast? He that has guy none. provides he has none. upside he has none. and value Based in the later on rounds. What? Based on his gambling talent? addiction? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Based on pure talent? Yeah, His stupidity, dude. He's talented, dude. Dude, that's that's the house of Amon Ra. I'm the man, St. Brown. I'm I sorry, agree. bro. And I'll get I, to that later. I was high on him. I was high on him coming out. Yeah, you but were higher than anybody on him. I was high on him yeah. coming out, but he has shown me nothing since he became yes. a pro. Because he hasn't been on the field. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which is why I'm not going to draft him, dude. That's which is why I'm not going to draft him. This is why I'm not going to. That's why I'm not going to stash him. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, and if he was more talented, he would have got more involved last year. True. He had one catch. Yes, it may have been a giant bomb touch on, on a broken no, play. No, you got to remember, like, he was coming off. No, home, no like, dude, you got to remember, he was coming off an ACL injury. So right. the Lions eased him back into action. They weren't going to rush him when they knew they were ass. They weren't going to make any noise in the playoffs. Why would you risk but they a were draft ass, pick dude. that high? They, but they, were, they were good. They were decent, dude. They, they were decent. By the what line, did they finish? They nine, 18, and nine? From nine, the nine and nine? Nine and eight? Is that good? Is nine and eight good? They were playing for the playoffs. Is nine and eight good? That's a Super Bowl team for them. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Those nine wins are more than that team has won in the past decade. Yeah. yeah. And they went all the way to week 18. They went all the way to week 18 and... They were, they, uh, they were fighting for the playoff spot to the very end of the year. What was the winning record in the NFC North? I think they just didn't make it because one other team had a better divisional matchup. They, they lost tied, because, right? So no, it was the Vikings who were like thirteen and three. Oh, that's true. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I believe yeah. they didn't get in. They lost on a the tiebreaker tie to the yeah, to the Seahawks. You you stashed JMO, dude. You stashed JMO, yeah. and I'll keep two defenses. Sounds fair. <laughs> <laughs> That works. <laughs> That's a fair trade, dude. So I got one more. The other guy I'm avoiding this year is Brees Hall. He's coming off a terrible knee injury. They just signed Dalvin Cook over there. I don't think this guy's going to be ready the way that we are seeing Javante Williams be ready to start the year. This and one so hurts. This one sucks from a redraft perspective. From a redraft perspective. And a dynasty. And a dynasty perspective. It sucks because it's one less year for the for the guy, but... I'm all in this year, bro. I need him on the field. I'm just... I'm sorry to say, I just... I don't see it this year unless he... Yeah, I just don't. This hurts me as a Brees Hall owner as yeah. well. He looks good in hard knocks. In hard <laughs> He had that one run with no helmet yeah. and no pads, and he looked really fast. Yes, he, he did. He did that thing where he cut and no one touched him. Yep. Damn. But those are those are the guys. Yeah, Brees Hall makes me nervous, and I mean, knock on wood, but we haven't shit hasn't hit the fan yet. With Brees? No, with just like injuries in the NFL. Oh, oh yeah, no, dude. I mean, oh, I mean Joe Burrow, but he'll be fine. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're lucking out so far. Well, we have not seen good. any. Ah, oh, man, I don't even want to speak that in existence. We're just going to continue. Yeah. yeah, let's just move on before we jinx. Moving them on. Next question: How do I build my team? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I don't really know the players, so I just tend to take the player at the top of the draft, and when I can't decide, I base it off their looks. Wow. Was this by one of the girls? This had to be one of the girls. Oh, this is definitely one of the girls. Uh, Well, if you're going to build your team, I would try to find a balance 
and just alternate between the wide receivers and the running backs. It, just know you only need one quarterback. You only need one tight end. Don't Once you fill those spots, don't really bother drafting another one, even after they're at the top of your board. If you have a quarterback, skip it. If you already have a tight end, skip it and just keep drafting wide receivers and running backs. That's like the really easy answer. And instead of trying to decide to whether draft off their looks, maybe you could pay attention to their bye weeks. Uh, you could use that as a deciding factor. Or if you know a little bit more about football, you can figure out who has the higher upside, right? I mean, everyone's going to have a floor, but who who gives me the best chance to be a home run hitter for my team? And um, I would say spread the love. Try not to draft too many players on the same team. That's just me. Yeah, I think to take this one step forward, D, this is like a great, great outline, I'd say, you know, Practice mocking and build different teams from different spots and different makeups. Fade the running backs. Build an all-receiver team. You know, Build a stack where you draft a quarterback and a, an elite receiver from the same team. Do things like that. Just try stuff out like that and see see how these makeup of different teams um, are built. Also, keep in mind of your team set, of your league settings, You know, because if you have three receivers, that's going to generally weight those players much more. Draft more receivers. Draft more higher than you know, running backs. So, Yeah, I think... It's kind of interesting because we're all a little different, but for me, especially this year, I'm focusing on focusing on, like I said, wide receivers and running backs. I'm waiting on QBs. I'm usually always waiting on tight ends. Don't give a shit about defenses and don't yeah. give a shit about kickers. That's exactly. usually how I approach the draft, not only this year, but mainly every year, really, for the most part. That's just me personally, though. So, yeah, if you sorry, I should have added that if your league is playing with defense or kickers, just take them last. Yes, wait on them. You do not need them. I mean, at all. Third gambling. Third, I'd say defense more than kickers. I feel like there's a very, I like playing kickers because there is a bit of strategy involved with kickers, a very small one. But get the kickers whose quarterbacks are terrible in the red zone. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah. Very Find simple. Find kickers on good offenses. Find, Find kickers on good offenses who struggle to score touchdowns. Find kickers on the same team as Derek Carr. <laughs> that's, that's a good, a good one point. dude yep that's so a great one bro who's the saints kicker will lutz will lutz man great will year. Lutz. you could just cut Derek carlson now i know <laughs> shit avici well, no. Avi- um, yeah cut avici when he had piece, uh, bro robbie gold did pretty well with um what's his name over there the niners yeah when jimmy g was over there oh yeah so yep anyways too much uh, time on kickers yeah, yeah. <laughs> way too much it. Next question, who is B. John Robinson, and why is everyone calling him the chosen one? I thought Josh Rosen was the chosen one. <laughs> well, the Josh chosen I bet you Rosen. this is Miami Dave. Dude. Josh Rosen is the chosen one, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> what do you think he's doing? Do you think he's still He's still in Vegas on the, still, on the table, he's, he's dancing the Vegas night away. Was Hawkinson? Yeah. Wasn't Josh Rosen on the team last year? Nope. Uh, probably like a practice squad. Yeah. I thought he was. Man, what a bust, dude. He had so much moxie and confidence. The Cardinals. UCLA, right? Yeah. The nice, Cardinals brother. Suck, dude. I'm just like thinking about that team right they now. They destroyed God, quarterbacks they, they, over there. They killed Kyler. They killed Josh. They killed Matt Liner. God. Back to the question they, I had. They're going to kill Caleb, dude. I'm sorry. I'm just getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Bijan Robinson is the rookie running back for the Atlanta Falcons and the next big thing at the running back position. He's been compared to Saquon Barkley, and early returns suggest those comps are valid. He has the capability to be a three-down back, a rare commodity, as we alluded to earlier in the in the episode, uh, in today's NFL. 
And if he is used that way, or if we do find out that he's a three down back, that's an automatic top five pick. So I think I saw something, and I might be wrong on this, but based off of where he got drafted, and he got drafted in the first round, he's he's automatically the highest paid running back in the league. I, I did. That. I did saw you that see that? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that tells you what a shit show the running back uh, That is actually is very right good evidence to be like, yo, you guys are treating these players like trash. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but even if he is not a three down back guys and he does end up splitting time and carries, which I feel like he's going to remember, they have Tyler Algier there, who was a very talented rookie running back last year. Um, a bit, I mean, overlooked, I feel like really, he had quietly a really nice year. Where'd he go to school, Frank? That one I do not know. That's a bro. I, I tap. I don't know. You don't know that one. I don't know that one. I do not know. I feel like Boise state. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten that. Damn. Nice, D. Nicely done. Bang. Uh, but, yeah, either way, no matter what the situation looks like in Atlanta in terms of his play time, I think he, out of all the rookies, found himself in the best landing spot possible. He's going to put up production right away. Draft him with confidence. You're going to reap the rewards. Guaranteed. Yeah, so. That's my Charles. Have you ever heard that Charles Barkley guarantee? It's one of the funniest. I guarantee. Oh, God. And then every time he says it, it goes horribly wrong, dude. Yep. <laughs> so this kid's going to tear his ACL. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Thanks, Brady. You're welcome. <laughs> so I love this. I love this player. I love the landing spot. And more importantly, Arthur Smith runs the ball. If Tyler Algier was able to do what he did last year. Does he? Does he run the ball? Does he run the ball? <laughs> right, Brady? Yeah. Does he? Oh, does he? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. All signs point to this guy having a massive, massive Saquon year type rookie year. I Saquon think. year type rookie year. Yep. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> this kid is this kid is legit. The Atlanta Falcons had a really good run game. They have a really good O line. They have a really shitty quarterback. So Real it, shitty. Yeah. It could just be the whole Derrick Henry plan again, dude. <laughs> um sign me up, man. I'm taking right. Bijan. How I know, high? I know. We're just, I know, we're talking running backs and all this jazz, but or sorry, wide receivers and all this jazz, but I think I would take him as my third running back off the board. So after so CMC, big balls then, huh? After CMC, after Eckler, after Eckler, so that could be as high as number three. Well, yeah. we do have him ranked Jefferson third here on ATC, yeah, as the third best running back going into the season. How high are you guys going to take him? Are you guys just going to draft Tyreek Hill? No. Cooper no. Cup. I, so I for sure yes. take Bijan Robinson after Christian McCaffrey, um, Justin Jefferson, Austin Eckler, then Bijan. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And Brady's taking him in the second. Yeah, I'm not taking him in the first again. I'm. I'm You're not, not taking Bijan in the first. Nope. I'm gonna keep respect. Uh, yep. Belittling the point here about my wide receiver strat, but talent's undeniable. Not gonna deny it, and he's definitely gonna help fantasy managers this season. So. That's all I got to say. Next question. I haven't had the chance to watch any preseason games. Is there anyone that's climbing up the draft boards? Yeah, I think there's a few guys. Um, One, and this is surprising, Javante Williams, because he also had a major knee injury, but he might be one of those freaks of natures that just recovers from this really quickly and just bounces back and becomes himself. We've been preaching this the whole show from episode one to stay away from these guys that tear their ACLs because if JK Dobbins has shown us anything, it takes close to two years before you are fully recovered 
And we don't even know if J.K. Dobbins is fully recovered. Because nope. we only saw half of it last and year. And he's Just already complaining. <laughs> he's already complaining about money. And we kind of alluded to it with Brees Hall, because Brees Hall also tore his ACL. And Javante Williams did more than tear his ACL, but he is telling us he's fully recovered. The and team is telling us he is fully recovered. The doctors are telling us they don't know how he did it, but he's fully recovered. And on top of that, he's taken snaps in the preseason. And he's already getting pretty good run, and he's getting a ton of touches from like the short amount of time he was on the field. I think they only slotted like 20 plays for him. He touched the ball eight times in those 20 plays. Damn. And four of those were catches. So I like that. The world, the world is starting to catch up to Javante Williams, and I think he's starting to climb the boards. And instead of going in the eighth and ninth round, he's starting to go in rounds six or seven. Another running back, Khalil Herbert. It wasn't really clear if he was going to be part of a committee with the Chicago Bears. He's a running back for the Chicago Bears. Um, they added Donta Foreman in that room. They drafted Roshan Johnson. Khalil Herbert has kind of been the backup to David Montgomery the last few years. The three of them have been, have been competing for the starting job. Well, it looks like Khalil Herbert won that job. I always thought he was the most talented back in that room. And finally, Matt Eberflus agrees with me. So... He was initially going in rounds 9 or 10, and I think he's going to push to the 7th round. He looks like an RB2 that could possibly crack into low-end RB1 territory. And then lastly, Calvin Ridley. So, also hasn't played for a couple years. He had some gambling issues. I think he just left the league because of depression. He comes back, goes to the Jaguars, gets traded to the Jaguars. I don't. I think they traded a bag of chips for him. No one really knows what he can do, but based off of the tape that we're seeing in camp he looks like himself and when he walked off the when he walked off the field he was a top five wide receiver a young top five wide receiver he was initially going the sixth round he's starting to crack the fourth end of the third round so from a preseason standpoint those are the guys that are starting to climb up the draft boards yep keep them on your radar and just a quick note on ridley i i feel like him out of any other player has fantasy community most divided like you're either super on board and think that this guy is going to absolutely go bananas or you're someone like me and you're like yo pump the brakes he's this not dude hasn't played teams. yeah me either this dude hasn't played in two years just because he looks great against soft competition and in practice doesn't mean that's going to translate to real live nfl games right. and also remember trevor lawrence is going to slang that thing baby it's not going to be exclusively Calvin Ridley. Let's not forget, I think, and I think I mentioned this on one of our episodes as well, he had three pass catchers last year that all had 70-plus catches. And Evan Ingram, uh, Christian Kirk, Kirk and Marvin Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Yeah, Zay Jones, fantasy darling, <laughs> last year. Hey. Last year, no. Uh, yeah, it was Zay Jones. Marvin Jones. No. Zay Jones. No. It was Zay Jones. Was it no. Zay Jones? It's Zay yeah. Jones. Oh. It was Ty Chandler, bro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm on the pump the brakes on Ridley hype train, but that's why we play the game. So we'll see. Yep. Moving along, guys. Uh, who is the star player who is going to be hindered this year by a really shitty situation? My hands up. Kyle, the hitman pits, dude. <laughs> and the shocker of the year award <laughs> goes to D. Low hanging fruit there, D. Yeah. Oh, that's an easy one. Wow. Uh, I'm going with Kyle Pitts. We've talked about this before. 
The quarterback room, terrible. The offensive scheme, triple option run from the 1920s. Like this team doesn't throw the ball, and when they do, the quarterback can't get the quarterback's going to skip the ball to Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yes, him and Drake London are the only two decent pass catching pass catching options on that team. And the metrics look great. Like, oh yeah, his target share is like seventy yeah, percent. I don't want to hear shit well, about the, the target share, is, Frank. Eighty percent of those target, eighty percent of that target share is not catchable. And the problem is, the total volume is fifteen passes, dude. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> what's eighty percent of ten? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he throws the ball ten times a game. Only three of those catches are, are catchable, and he caught one. And it was, guess what? It wasn't a touchdown. So I expect much of the same. Yeah. I mean, I. I think the Falcons are going to be one of those weird teams where they're not going to be bad enough to be in the Drake May Caleb Williams sweep sweep stakes. Right. But I believe Desmond Ritter is not the answer. I'm sorry, Mr. Ritter. I know you're listening. I don't think you're the answer in Atlanta. I think they're going to bring in another quarterback next year. I think for all the things that we said, Bijan Robinson should be drafted as high as the first player in fantasy. Just flip it and say these are all the reasons why you shouldn't draft Kyle Pitts. <laughs> That poor guy, man. Oh, man. But you know what? I'm probably going to go down on the Kyle Pitts ship, dude. You're just going to... I'm just going to let it... Let it play let out, Let it huh? sink, dude. Dude, I I think brighter days are ahead. I think I you're in so. the eye of the storm, dude. I- <laughs> Give, get that team a new head coach, like a head coach from, you know, maybe the 2000s. The last 20 years? Yeah, the last <laughs> yeah. 20 years. Yeah, get, get him somebody that can throw the ball. Yeah. And a quarterback that can get the ball to him, like... Because the weapons are there. Weapons are there. Like got Drake London's a good receiver. Kyle Pitts is a good tight end. Yeah. Speaking of Drake London, let's not forget. And I think the fantasy footballer, the, the fantasy footballers, noted this, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Drake London went before Garrett Wilson, before Chris Olave, before all those dudes. So the guy has talent, yes. but he needs a QB. Yep. Uh, my guy, guys, this is kind of a shock one maybe i don't know but Devonte adams i think we're gonna see a dip in production solely based on the fact that jimmy <laughs> is there jimmy the porn star yeah and poor Devonte. i was also thinking about this his quarterback situation has gotten progressively worse so we went from aaron Rodgers to Derek carr now to jimmy g i don't know what his contract situation looks like there do you guys know it's a shitload of money I'm talking about Jimmy's. Oh, uh, three years. Okay, so he's there for a little while. I think it's yeah. two years, but they paid him up front. So okay. they can cut ties after this year. That's true, yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. But let's remember, Jimmy is a middle-of-the-field worker, you know, kind of underneath. He's not throwing those deep balls that Devontae thrives off of that he got from Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. So I think we're going to see a slight Maybe a little more than a slight dip in production from Devontae, but that's just my thoughts. He's just continued to got but to continue to get worse every year. But like he was one, two, four since coming over. I, from, yeah, that's to me that's, that's not like, a good argument. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like you're the fourth best receiver with Derek Carr throwing to you. Mm-hmm. Like, god damn, bro. That's like, what I'm saying. I think I'm just going to play devil's advocate. I, don't, I think fifth. he's just going to be just what he did last year, except that it's just going to be different the way he gets it because he can run short and immediate he uh, can. routes. Yeah, so. he can. So, so I'll, this is an interesting one. I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for it. So yeah. I feel like I've kind of talked myself into this because I just drafted Devontae Adams in so a dynasty I. startup. <laughs> so did I. But I feel like 
yes, I think you're right where he's not going to feed off the deep ball, but he's so talented. Like, why can't he just slot into a Cooper Cup role? He yep. can. And I think Frank just mentioned that. Yeah, he. I was actually shocked by looking at the underlying numbers. I think he was top five in routes caught for 10 yards or less and top six for 20 yards or less. So, yeah, that was a shock to me. Um, but I just think... But he starts with the letter D, so um, yep. don't draft him. Pass. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> and my guy, again, literally your guy. Literally, the guy I've drafted in a couple How many times do we have to talk about this guy I mean, tonight? Jonathan Taylor, another dude that I was just... He's going to be hindered by a real shitty situation. Yo, if this guy gets traded and ends up as the RB1, we just need to pack up our bags. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, if he does, I'd probably win a couple leagues So, because yeah. I have such stock in Jonathan Taylor. But, yeah, the situation, again, is just so shitty over there. His boss hates him. He hates his boss. He's hurt. He doesn't and that's never play there. a good combo. And, you know, they have a rookie quarterback. If he does start to play, they have a rookie quarterback there who's going to be knifing touchdowns. And Anthony Richardson, who just got anointed as the starter. So... And the head coach came from the Eagles, and, and they from the Eagles. rotate 15 backs a game. So, Yep, yep. there's not a yeah. lot that needs to be said on JT. We're all out. <laughs> we I need him to get out. traded so bad. So yep. when so when do you draft him? I think we talked about this before, but we are now in draft season. We clearly don't take him in the first round. How far does he have to slide, or do you just let him slide? I think it depends on where you draft. I think if I am – can't pass him in the third. I was going to say, if I'm drafting – 10 through 12 and he somehow fell back there that's that's in the first round no 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 in the third like frank said oh so that's that's enticing like the 310 yeah oh yeah there's no way he'll fall that far i've seen it in mocks really it's the computer bro computer doesn't know what to do yeah i mean (sighs) it just goes to show what a shit situation that is over there i think what you see a lot in mocks right now is that He's going in so many different places, like he's going as high as two, and then he's falling to the end of the third. That that means that there's massive disagreement amongst how to deal with the situation between people out there. We should know tomorrow because we're recording this Monday night. We should know tomorrow if he gets if traded, he's, if he's going to be a Colt or not. Yep. Hopefully, no. We should. We will because tomorrow they have to finalize the fifty-three man roster. That's the deadline. Yeah. So. All right. Well, hopefully for our sake and Frank's mainly. That guy is out of there. <laughs> I've got backup plans, so I wouldn't even fucking care. Next question. Is it good to stack players, QBs, and wide receivers from the same team? Because it's like double points, right? So <laughs> I like this I like this question a lot. Is because this a Brian Nguyen question? I mean, it's a very viable question these days. So I'd say not just quarterbacks and receivers, but quarterbacks and pass-catching combos. For example, a stack that I like this season, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes in the second. Travis Kelsey in the first, Mahomes in the second. That's a fucking nasty combo. It's not double points, but what it is is one play, two touchdowns potentially for your team on any given week. So, Yeah, I'm not too – I mean, I think the only one that you just mentioned as well that's kind of worth considering is the Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. You can also do Stefan Diggs and then Josh Allen later. Like there, And then you could do um, – you could get Devontae, uh, uh, Devontae Smith. I don't, think you, I don't think you can do Allen and Diggs. Yeah, you can. Why not? I, I don't think so. Diggs in the first, Allen in the second. Yeah, you can. I, I guess so. Or you can even wait for um, so, so I think Devonta Smith and so Jalen Hurts. In the I third. think that stack is more realistic. I, I than, guess you can. Than the Mahomes-Kelsey stack. But that means you're which, reaching on Allen. Which I think is nasty, but 
just for me playing with that stack in mocks, I tend to just not like the rest of my team. Yep. Because I feel like I'm filling two like single single spot positions right away and I lose the value in the back half. Uh, like I, I can get a I can get a good tight end and a good, I can get a good quarterback in the ninth round. But at that point, the receivers and the running backs are kind of a dead zone. Sure. So then your flex or your RB2 ends up being like a Antonio Gibson or something like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, you get you have that advantage there. But then God forbid one of them gets hurt. You're fucked. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, dude. Like I said, if I'm eyeing one, it's yeah, probably the I'd rather Mahomes. stack a QB wide receiver. Kelsey. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but on paper, that's the nasty Devonta stack. Smith and... Jalen Hurts. Well, Jalen, possible. You got to remember that Jalen Hurts also throws the ball to AJ Brown. <laughs> right, but so. I mean, I think more value wise because Devonta Smith going this, after dude? AJ Brown. Jared Goff and Amon Ra. That's fucking nice Boom. because you get Jared Goff in like ten, exactly. eleven. Yeah, Boom. but that's a good strap. Speaking of Amon Ra, who are players you want on all of your teams? I'll take the lead on that, and it is Amon Ra <laughs> saying, "I'm the man." <laughs> This dude is a fucking freak in nature. I remember he literally exploded on the scene a few years ago. Like everyone was like, "Oh, who's this guy? Who's this guy?" And then I think from like week eight to like the end of the season, he did nothing but put up like twenty burgers every week, dude. And that pretty much carried over into the following season. And mm-hmm. what I love about him the most is he plays with a chip on his shoulder. Did you guys see that? I don't know if it was an interview or an article, but he can name every wideout taken ahead of him. Damn. In the draft, draft, all 16 of them. Where, I did think, he, where did he go to school, Frank? Oh, I have no idea where he went to school. Oh, my God. This is an easy one, dude. Jeez, I for sure thought this. you would know this one. No, yeah, this I is don't. an easy one. I did have him on my team last year, but I don't know where he went to school. I'm actually looking at his height and weight, and I was like, I'm not going to look at his college because I figured you guys were going to ask me, but I don't know this one. Yeah. Uh, he went to the University of Southern California. Fight on. Fight on. on. They are – what they do for receivers is – what they don't do for quarterbacks. Because <laughs> they always produce good receivers, but quarterbacks are another story. Yes. But yeah, guys, Amon Ra St. Ma- St. Brown. <laughs> I'm already calling Amon Ra St. I'm the man. That's Let's a roll hilarious with it, dude. fucking nickname, <laughs> yeah. dude. He's my go-to on all my teams. No doubt. So my go-to isn't going to be drafted as early as Amon Ra because he's probably going in the second round. Yep. End of the first. Yep. I'm going to go with... I'm going to plant my flag here. J.K. or just kidding, Dobbins. <laughs> <laughs> Say his oh, nickname man. one more time, Frank. Oh, oh, my yeah. God. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Frank. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins. I'm going to plant my flag with J.K. Um, I do have him on a lot of my teams. A lot of it is because I trusted what I saw coming out of college. And I know we just harped on Brady for trusting what he saw on Jamison Williams. But unlike Jamison Williams, we have actually seen a season and a half out of J.K. Dobbins. Boo this man. Boo T. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and so that rookie year, he was splitting time with, I think, Mark Ingram or Latavius Murray or whoever the hell was there. And even while he was splitting time there and only had, what, 20-something catches, he actually finished as RB12. And that was as a rookie. Then he tore his ACL, tore his knee up real bad, missed a whole season, kind of started to come back last season, Was came back a little too soon, missed several weeks again to clean, get his knee cleaned up, and then he came back in the second half of the year on a very shitty Baltimore Ravens team that did not have Lamar Jackson. I don't even think they had like their second or third quarterback. That team was not moving the ball, but he was by far the focal point and the best thing about that offense. At the end of the year, the dude was averaging, what, six to seven yards a carry, and he looked like he was running with one leg. 
he still did not look like a hundred like a hundred percent. Now he is a hundred percent. They do have a new offensive scheme there. I think it's going to work in his favor. And J.K. Dobbins is going in the sixth seventh round. I think you can get a top ten running back in the sixth seventh round. You make a compelling case. Another running back, Javante Williams. I had this guy picked early on in the season as a late round gem, and he's quickly moving up draft boards to the fifth sixth round, which is perfect range if you're looking to fade running backs this season i think this guy can slot in and end up as a low end rb1 this year both He's, of these guys are the both of these guys are your targets if you're going to fade the fade the exactly running back. so um yeah he looks like a freak in the preseason game and his usage is super high i we've already talked about it d you've already hit all of the points on the right on the head so javante williams i'm drafting him all over my teams there you go Amon Ra, J.K. Dobbins, and Javante Williams. Go get them. Who are the players you won't draft with a 10-foot pole? Uh, for me, any Baltimore wideout. <laughs> Take your pick. Any of them. Don't, De- don't, don't De- touch them. What about Devin DuVernay? <laughs> don't touch them. <laughs> OBJ, pass. Save Flowers, pass. Any of them. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, pass. The only pass catcher you should have on that team is Mark Andrews. That is it. Stay away from everyone else. I think D just made... A great case for J.K. Dobbins. That is going to be a run-focused, heavy team. And let's not forget that their quarterback also plays running back. So, stay away from the so wideouts the, over there. Dude, so it's funny. Not to correct you, but I'm going to. The offensive coordinator, Todd Monken, is a little bit more of a pass-heavy offensive coordinator. That's a great point. I did know, uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off, D, but I did read an article today uh, with J.K. Dobbins noting how that Monken is trying to get him to catch the ball more on space which, which is I found something interesting. he can do yeah game. which i found interesting so yes i mean i'm still not sold dude i need to see it live in action yeah and even though it seems like they're going to be more of a pass heavy team that doesn't scare me from drafting jk dobbins because todd monken has still produced rb1s in his system they may not be exclusively catching the ball but you could have doug martin as an example still finish as an rb1 in that offense yeah, I think at the end of the day, it all for me, it all just comes down to a leopard doesn't change its spots, bro. Lamar Jackson is who he is. He's a running quarterback. Yes, he may say he wants to throw the ball more. Yes, he may say he have a cannon for an arm and is going to throw for 6,000 yards. Brother, you're not, dude. You're not. Let's just be real about it. You're super athletic, and you've got twigs for calves, dude. Yep. Like, you're going to get hurt again. Yep. Like, he's another guy. Honestly, I considered putting Lamar Jackson down. Yeah, but NFL standpoint, very intriguing team, though. And I'm yeah. curious to see how that'll play out. Yeah, they'll probably make the playoffs again. God damn it. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> uh, my guy is going to be Big Mike Evans. Ooh. And a lot of this focuses around Hollywood Mayfield. I just do not trust Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I don't trust him to move this offense. I don't trust him to give Mike, William- Mike Evans the splash plays that he needs. Mike Evans is getting older. It's a hard pass for me. Like, he's still going in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and I could think of like 10 to 15 players I'd rather have. Yeah. Like Jamison Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Not like Jamison Williams. <laughs> Let's go. So, again, Brees Hall. This is a guy I'm not touching at all. I don't even care if he fell to the third, fourth round. I probably still bypass Brees Hall. He's coming off a terrible knee injury, and Dalvin Cook is there. It's, I don't think I need to labor those points anymore. Stay nope. away from Brees Hall. And Frank redraft. hates I don't Brees th- Hall. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think so either. All right, guys. 
My league still uses defenses and kickers. How early can I draft them if I want that elite defense and kicker advantage? Well, the simple answer is you could draft a kicker and defense whenever the fuck you want. Yeah. But let me just tell you, the earlier you draft them, the more likely your team is going to suck. Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked about this earlier. Take them last. Take them with your, with your last two picks, right? Take the defense with second to last. Take your kicker last. Both of those are very much interchangeable parts of your team. I guarantee if I was a betting man, I would bet that the defense that you draft will not be the defense that you finish with at the end of the year. And I can also say that for your kicker. If you're super lazy and you don't want to keep looking every single week for which defense or kicker to grab, I mean, I guess take one of the good ones after round 10 but they still have bye weeks at one point you're going to have to either drop them or do the really stupid move and hold on to two kickers or two defenses. Um, and if your league mates are drafting them early, don't follow the crowd. Keep grabbing the skill positions and let the idiots draft those defenses and kickers. I mean, and honestly, like you never see a fantasy MVP end up being a kicker or a defense or a defense. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Nicely laid out point D. I agree on all Frank. Dude, draft them last. Draft them last. And then drop Very the simple. first one after the week one and stream and them after that. Yeah. I will say this about streaming defenses. It's fun. Yeah, it is. When you hit on a defense that fucking puts up like yeah. 20 points, you're like, God damn it. I'm the man. I or did we, that. Or, or when you hit on a kicker, he gives yeah. you 20 points. It's, a 20 yeah. burger out of a kicker, is, damn. it feels just as good Money. as like 30 yeah. points. And the best Golden. part is that the kickers are a bona fide crapshoot, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And they do it in the finals. <sighs> God. <laughs> Love it. Let's go. Uh, Love it. Next question: Who do you think is going to be that breakout player this year? For me, it's Chris Olave. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I've heard yeah. a lot of people say Olave or Olave. Olaf. <laughs> yeah. Olaf. <laughs> yeah. Olaf. How would Brian say it? Yeah. Oh, great question. He'd say Christ Olave. Oh. He'd say Cr- Olave. Christ Olave. He'd say Christopher Lava. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Chris Olave. <laughs> He'd say Chris Olave. Dude. Yeah, but anyways, Chris Olave is my breakout player, wide receiver from the Saints. I think, you know, we touched on this in previous episodes. I did. He's also my bold prediction. I started off with a mild bold prediction of him finishing top 12. I think I upped it to top 8. And I think I can see that. Your balls got bigger. My balls. Did you get top 5? I went to 6. I'm redacting on that a bit, though. Your balls are shrinking. Let's stick with 8. Yeah, let's stick with 8. But I think Chris Olave... This year is going to be a breakout season. Let's remember, for those that don't know, he had very similar production to Rookie of the Year last year, Offensive Rookie of the Year last year, uh, Garrett Wilson. He just wasn't talked about enough. Now he has, like I briefly mentioned, a better quarterback, and I think the sky's the limit for this kid. I really do. I think last year he finished with 70-plus receptions or 1,000 yards and a handful of touchdowns. I can all see that being improved upon. That's a good point, dude. He's actually been growing on me lately. Yeah. But and you, you actually, saw him in camp. Live I did. Too, right, I did. I saw him in training camp against the Chargers, and they had no answer for the scripted plays that they and had. And that's what <laughs> our listeners like to hear. Yes. That's a little extra insight there for you. You uh, mentioned my breakout player, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for the New York Jets. I mean, you don't really need to watch Hard Knocks to know that this kid is special. Mm-hmm. Like, he was flashing so much last year extremely talented he looks like the next best thing i think 
out of the young wide receiver group, to me, from a talent standpoint, he looks like that guy that could take that Justin Jefferson leap. I see him being the next one to enter that tier of the Jeffersons and the Chases and the Cups and the Digs. So that's what I see from out of this guy. He finally has a quarterback that can get him the ball. It looks like the chemistry is already good. I was going to say, who seems to love him already. Love him, dude. Yep. Yep, loves him, loves Randall Cobb. Loves Alan Lazard. <laughs> yeah, he clearly didn't love so Corey Davis because he wasn't throwing him any balls. And Corey Davis got his feelings hurt and retired. Oh, so. yes. <laughs> Let's go. Yep. So Garrett Wilson's my boy this year. I like it. I like um, it too. You guys both went receivers. I'm going running back. Rashad White, the running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm expecting this guy to. Where did he go to school, Frank? Oh, I don't know who the, where Rashad went with. <laughs> I thought you had it, dude. No, I didn't know. You looked up with confidence, and no. I'm all, oh, he's got that. Oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Take a guess, though, bro. Oklahoma? You're, nice. You're kind of warmish, nice, I guess, dude. maybe. Not bad. No, you're way off. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona State, dude. Uh, our, yeah. our stomping grounds, bro. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I mean – so Leonard Fournette takes off. No Tom Brady. They're going to lean on the run game here heavy with Baker Mayfield. And from an ADB perspective, this is another running back I think that you can really wait on and get some potential high RB2. So he's coming in. Absolutely no. I mean, he had an impact at the end of last year. Not so much a fantasy impact, but he did look good. And so, yeah, I think it's just going to be volume here. They're going to lean on the run game. I like it, man. Fantasy breakout, not like NFL player. Like those first two bona fide NFL superstars. I think Rashad White is a fantasy breakout guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. They didn't bring anyone else in. Yep. Nope. It's so his running back room. It's all his. All right, guys. I think we're at our final question here, minus a bonus question maybe at the end. Yeah. But who is a player I need on my team near the end of the draft? Well, mine's going to be AR-15, which I is like Anthony, it. the big man Richardson. I like it. So – Rookie quarterback, plays for the Colts. He, we kind of talked about this earlier. He could literally be a breakout or he could be a bust. He could be anything. He could be anything. The kid is, is extremely athletic. He's 6'5", like 260 pounds of just pure manly steel, and he runs like a 4'4", and throws the ball like Jay Cutler on steroids. So extremely talented, but... From a quarterback room, from a quarterback standpoint, he's very, very inexperienced, and he did win the starting job in Indianapolis, which I want to see. And the preseason's kind of been really shaky. Some throws have been good, and some throws you're like, "Holy shit, bench that kid!" But it looks like he's gonna get his chance. <laughs> Wait a minute, it's just been shaky, and holy shit, he needs to be benched. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of it's some of it's been good. Like some of it's uh, been good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's like, damn, that's it, huh? It's like nice throw and holy shit, bench him. Like gotcha. there's a little bit in between. But why do I want him at the end of my why do I want him on my teams near the end of my draft? Well, he's going late, right? I would draft him as my QB two. If you got really big balls, you could draft him as your QB one. And he's could be valuable because he is a dual threat running back. Right? He will use his legs. He comes from the Eagle system. And if everyone if anyone's ever heard of Jalen Hurts, he rushed for a lot of touchdowns. He rushed for a ton of yards. And this kid is built like Jalen Hurts, except more athletic. Worse arm, better legs. Probably better in the goal line. I think the Eagles are going to kind of ease him into the offense. I expect him to run the ball a lot. So you could get some good value from a quarterback spot here. And if he hits, 
he's a, he's a league winner. Yeah. Because you're going to get a league winning quarterback just like you got Lamar Jackson in the 13th round a few like five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'll take a flyer on him. Yeah. Guy I'll take a flyer on who I feel like a lot of people forget about is Elijah Moore. Not me. Elijah Moore, if you guys remember here, one time receiver for the Jets. I can't. I, was it Mike White D? Who was his quarterback when he was going bananas? He had three touchdowns. Yep. Like yes. consistently. Uh, if Elijah Moore was doing that with Mike White, I like what he potentially could do with Deshaun Watson. I think right now he's going in the 10th round, which is incredible value. Obviously, he's going to be compete with targets there over in Cleveland with Amari Cooper. I think we might see a little bit of decline, though, in Amari, um, especially now that he, now that Cleveland does have a equally as talented pass catcher there in Elijah Moore. And I just think that if you can grab him late in the rounds, like I said, around 10, he could potentially be a game-changing flex play for you down the road. So I like myself some Elijah Moore. Nice, bro. Sign me up. I agree. I'm putting him on all my teams. Yep. I like it too. I mean, why not? Late round? 10th round? 10th round. He's going that late. I'm going to go even later. Jalen Warren. Whoa. Back up the Steelers. I love it. I mean, dude. the number one running back. Yeah, I mean, the that's, best that's running what back I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, like, he's gonna end up at the end of the draft. You should always be looking for these types of high end handcuffs, and I think this is one that you should get on your team if you can, because we all know here that he's better than Najee. I get serious. Sorry, not to cut you off, but I get serious Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler vibes out of yeah. this, out of this backfield, dude. Facts. Jalen like, Warren is it's just very gonna talented. take one little hamstring. Eckler, yeah. One little hamstring that he's out for two, uh, uh, Najee's out for two, three weeks. And that's it. The show's Jalen Warren. And it's Have off you seen races. any of their preseason games? Yeah. Yeah, he I saw this. He, clear, he clearly looks better than he Najee had one, uh, one, one of the games, he had one rush. 62 yards to the house. That's it. And they sat him down like, okay, you're done. He looks more explosive. He can read in between the lines better. Yeah. Sign me up for Jalen Warren. The number one running back in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. so I want to sneak one more question in here. It's a it's a late ad, um, but I do feel like it's so it's worth uh, answering. Who are the other rookies that I should be drafting, or are there any other rookies that are worth drafting in general? And do you think it's better to draft the highly touted rookie or go with a more proven guy? So let's start with the fir- the second one. Is it better to draft a highly touted rookie or the proven guy? Because I think this question is interesting. So like. Position-wise, with running backs, people like Zeke, who came out, got drafted in the first round. Clyde Edwards-Hiller got drafted. We're just getting around the first, second. Now we have Bijan, Saquon. So, like, those types of players that are go- that went into situations and you knew day one they were going to be three down backs or be highly impactful in those offenses, you for sure draft those guys. But with these other guys, like I think, for example, this year we have a ton of really talented rookie receivers that all of us are getting excited for flex play. I still feel like if there's proven vets out there that have been doing what we hope for these kids to do, I think I still go vets. Mm -hmm. Because especially with the rookies, a rookie receiver, I'm using the rookie receivers because they're so good this year, I think that is an extremely difficult position that translates to the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I think with this year's class of rookies, because I think I still lean proven guys. And I can only think of two rookie running backs that are going to get play right away. Bijan? One is Bijan and the other Jameer. is Jameer Gibbs. But even Jameer Gibbs is sharing that backfield. Exactly. So 
I think I need to go with the proven vets more, but it also depends on like the makeup of your team. Right. You know, like with a Jameer Gibbs or let's say a Jordan Addison where there's a lot of hype behind them. So the upside could be really high. It's like if I could afford to kind of swing for the fences with that team, you know, swing for the rookie. You know, if you feel like oh, my, my team's kind of already boomer bust and you need more stability, go with the proven guy. Right. Yeah. I, I'm also with you guys. I think, Frank, you hit the nail on the head, especially as it relates to running backs. So you do take a chance on a B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. But like you said, D, even Gibbs is going to be splitting time. But those rookie running backs that you know are going to be locked in from day one as that starter – Go ahead, take a chance, dude, because the upside and the potential, especially of like we said, of Bijan Robinson, is undeniable. But with the receivers, they got a pecking order to go to, man. I think we are all another receiver also, in addition to Addison and maybe Zia Flowers, that's super high that everyone was on, was JSN in Seattle. But guess what? Who's who's he competing targets with? Tyler DK Lockett. McAfee and Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Yeah. yeah, so we can get hyped on these rookie wideouts all we want. But we have to remember, they have a hill to climb. And Frank, I think you made a also solid point that there is a learning curve at that position as well. Also, quick note, so like rookie tight ends, I for sure don't draft those guys over proven guys. Yeah, no way. Yeah. And uh, rookie quarterbacks, like we just... I can't even think of a rookie tight end that made a fantasy impact right off the right. Exactly, you know? <laughs> Not one. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> and How ironic. All man. downhill oh gosh, since dude. then. Yeah. How I mean, ironic. He was like number six, that rookie. Yeah. Year. Yeah. yeah. A thousand yards. <laughs> That's hilarious. Fuck. <laughs> man, that oh, guy has man. just let everybody down. God. Yeah. Oh, well. Keep clinging on. All right. Yeah. We have one more question. We got one more question. And this bonus, is bonus question. A bonus question. Um, so those who are first time listeners, we at ATC are huge sports fans in general. It's not just football. So this, we're going outside of the realm of football here, and we're focusing on baseball, and more specifically... Uh, Our hearts. <laughs> my, yeah, myself and D are diehard Angels fans. We also have a Dodgers fan here who will remain nameless, but myself and D <laughs> are diehard Angels fans. And the bonus question is, will the Angels re-sign Shohei Otani? I'll answer that very quickly, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys did this shit on purpose to give you guys a better chance of re-signing him. So did you see what I sent you today? Yeah. The Angels sent him back out after they thought something was wrong with him, and then he tore his UCL. I think that's more Shohei just being I like, think I'm that's going Shohei. out there. I mean, that's what you hope. I think that's, that's more what Shohei, That's dude. what you hope. Yeah. That's yeah. what you hope. Because apparently we wanted to get him. And he When he started cramping, mm -hmm. the Angels wanted him to get MRIs, and he was refusing to get MRIs. Fuck. greedy bastard yeah so he's all oh no so he knew dude he tore this thing months <laughs> he ago he knew it was bad he's like shit i'm lost shit, so much shit. money but dude. i could hit i could hit yeah. like yeah, yeah his cramping correlates with with his like decline in home runs too dude yeah it's interesting something's been man. wrong for months i do think um i mean the angels have an outside chance frank i think i texted you that or maybe it was in the group text for you guys I could see something like where they Kevin Durant it and they give him a short-term deal just to recover like one year for pitching. I think that's like, what's just, gonna happen. Yeah, and be like, all right, we'll give you a three-year deal. We'll still pay you what you're going or you would have been paid at at face value on the market for both your pitching and hitting. So you get to re relax, you get to rehab in a comfortable environment, and then in the second year when you come back, you get to prove it that you can pitch. And then if you want, you can opt out on the third year. And I could see something like a three-year. $180 million yeah. deal. So I, I agree with you. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm going to say yes, even though like you it. said no. <laughs> I'm still saying no. I think the Angels resign him now after the injury. 
Interesting. God. I like it. And Sadly. I think we still suck. Yeah, we oh, still yeah. suck, dude. All right. Well, that wraps it up, right? There it is. That yeah. is the 2023 fantasy football crash course from around the cooler. Everything you need to know in 80 minutes. Have a good night. Have a good night. Peace.